0: Action packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you gotta do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta-Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now Oh my <laughs> over oh, here Well I mean
1: we don't have to be <laughs> we don't have to be here. <laughs> we
0: can edit this out oh, yeah we're not. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm warming up my vocal cords. <laughs> don't worry me. No. Yellow lemon, yellow lemon, yellow lemon. <laughs> ma, ma. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't stop laughing. I know, I can't get serious. We don't have to
1: be. That's kind of the point of this podcast. That's true. Okay, one more sip and I'll tell a story. Hmm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you already forget? I did. Bourbon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it does so sound funny. <laughs> because it sounds like a bourbon. Frog. Bourbon. Bourbon.
0: What's <laughs> a frog's
1: favorite drink? Bourbon. <laughs> too because <laughs> right now that's pretty funny
0: <laughs> if you hi guys if you just listen to that and you didn't find it funny go have a out to a bourbon and then listen to it again and it gets really funny
1: <laughs> it's funny right now <clears throat> mm-hmm. well holly that's me <laughs> well hi there holly Hello. i didn't know i like bourbon until tonight so this fun. yeah
0: Hi guys hey okay. so that was Holly I'm Paige I don't like bourbon as much as Holly does I, I I think I really think this is the first time I've had it yeah yeah so we are doing things a little weird because you know we're drunk already but we're talking about the yayas again back for part two and in the book they drank bourbon and branch water So I was gonna make that. And then I discovered that holy fuck that's strong and I couldn't do it. And so I turned the branch water, which is just um, water, hot water that I steeped some thyme and rosemary and bay leaf in. I turned that into a simple syrup by adding sugar and letting that melt. And then I added that to the bourbon and it was much better. And then I got smart and added some bitters to it. And that just made it so good. And then because I'm a giant lightweight and can't drink that much anymore, I added orange juice to mine, which made it amazing. And Holly wanted orange juice in hers. So we're having 2020 bourbon and branch water. Sir. Yeah. And juice. <laughs> And needless to say, it's hitting Holly a little hard. It's great. I it's, it's, it's yummy. It's been a while since Holly's been like this. I think so. It has <laughs> been. This is great. At least two weeks. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. So how have you been? Oh uh, man, I've been
1: good. So, I have a story. You have a story. Oh God, here we go. So, your girl Holly has a has a boo thing now.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Stop. They, you go no, wait,
1: wait, what? Huh? Oh. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> you took me out for lunch. Okay. So, I work in a shopping center. So, we ended up getting lunch at Five
0: Guys, which is right next door to the clinic that I work in. Not that she's trying to, like, tell you all where she works or anything, because she's Nope. Giving all kinds of clues. <laughs> you know? I have to tell this part for it to make sense. You don't have to mention the
1: five guys part. Okay, so we went <laughs> at this place. We had lunch. That's right next to where I work. <clears throat> so we had lunch and then afterwards he was like, Okay, uh come come to my truck real quick. I got something for you. So he went to his truck and he had gotten me some M&M's. Because Aww. I really like M&M's, and he knew that. So he got me some. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. And then, you know, he had to leave. So, of course, you know, I kiss him goodbye. And I'm thinking, oh, watch. My coworkers are standing there right at that door, and they're watching. I bet you. And sure enough, I turn around. No, Fasa. Fasa. He's so <clears throat> interested in my story.
0: So,
1: So sure enough. I kiss him and I turn around and there's my boss standing in the door with the door open and he's standing there and he's he's just looking at us and he's waving <laughs> and he's just like hi and I was like oh my god no so so then you know my boo thing's waving back it's like hi oh god and I was like oh my god okay I have to go to work now so I go inside and not just my boss but all of my coworkers were right there at the door. And they all saw Aww. and as soon as I walked in, they're all like, ooh, and like like making Carly's kissy faces. Got a boyfriend. And y'all, I don't blush. I just don't. But I definitely blush. <laughs> like I was blushing. Aww. It was it was funny. It was very embarrassing, but it was also hilarious. So you know what? It was worth it. <laughs> that
0: sounds really funny. Yeah. And I would have died. Like I would have like, I was dying. I would be like, I'm sick, I have to go home like right for, now. for me
1: to turn red, that's, that's like, that, that doesn't happen, yes.
0: Oh, my. Oh, man. So, I had a so story. So, I've been good. <laughs> She's been real good. I've been real good, y'all. So, my story for the week, um, when I was much, much younger... My dad was on a business trip to Hawaii, and he took, um, not he took, he flew my little brother and I over there for the second half of his trip. Anyway, while we were there, he let me take a hula dancing class, um, because I've always wanted to be a dancer, but I've never been able to, like, go, like, do any class. Anyway, I took a hula class, and by class, it was me and the teacher and nobody else signed up. So I watched her do the dance, and then she taught me the steps and how to do them, and then I did the dance with her, and then she had me do the dance all by myself. So the whole time I'm doing this, I my back is to the front of the stage. So I'm looking, facing the back of the stage. And when I started, it was just my dad and my little brother. And in my head, that is all that's there. And I don't know if you all know this because I intentionally record myself talking to you all hoping that people listen but I don't do like attention all that well I don't like people watching me do things especially if I'm not like perfect at it um I get real self-conscious anyway I do the dance all the way through and I expect like I'm really nervous but all I'm thinking it's just my my dad and my brother behind me I do the final bow in the dance and the whole freaking room erupts with applause. <laughs> Somehow, this in this 30 minutes that I was learning the dance, I did not hear a single person walk in and I turned around and every freaking table had people at Whoa. it. Whoa. I was <clears throat>
1: You were just so caught up in your dance. I was
0: I guess. Yeah. I you was were so really focused. focused. And apparently I didn't completely suck because they all clapped for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I was really hoping there was one of those like cartoon trap doors in the <laughs> bottom of the floor and they that were just going to be like, like but that sounds like something like from a movie, like, like the shy
1: dancer and she's <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm dancing. Like no one's watching. And then everyone's like, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> applause, applause. <laughs> Hurrah, hurrah! A star is born.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of a shooting star because I never did it in public again. Oh. But, yeah, so I guess that's not really funny, but that was my my embarrassing story. <laughs> yeah, our embarrassing stories. Yeah. Because you know. we've gotten away from doing those.
1: I know. It's because... Or, like, funny stories or... Yeah. But we're trying, you know, we're trying new things. Well, it's because... It's because you know, COVID kind of stalled our lives a bit. That's true. We haven't been do- getting out and doing stuff lately. We haven't had the opportunity to be embarrassing again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um That just made me think of something. Oh my goodness. Can you all believe it's almost been a year? That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It has almost been one year since we started this podcast and I'm so excited. That's crazy. Oh man. I was not even sure that we were gonna get this far. But like we're having so much fun. We are and people are listening and I'm so excited. Yay. And I get to talk about it with people which is fun. I'm always like do you listen to podcasts? And they're like yeah do you have one to recommend? And I'm like well actually... I do. Yeah. I'm on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Speaking of recommendations. Oh, yeah. Do you have a book recommendation? Um, I'm in the middle of reading one, but I'm going to wait till I'm done before I talk about it. Okay.
0: Well, I have two that I'm going to do. And if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you will know one of the books that I'm going to talk about because I posted it on there. By the way, you should follow us um it's booklet podcast on instagram and facebook go find us follow us that way you get updates and you get um some little things to get to know us and all kinds of stuff but the book that i'm gonna review first is called the book woman of troublesome creek and i again failed miserably and don't have it in front of me hang on a second okay so I had to go find the author's name um but it's the book woman of troublesome creek by Kim Michelle Richardson sorry it's really hard to read at the moment getting a little cross-eyed but it was Bourbon. so good it deals with so many social issues um the book woman I don't like using the name her name in the book because I feel like it's super derogatory. But she comes from a um a family um in the Appalachians that are they were they were blue. They had a genetic disorder that caused them to be blue and the townspeople had set in like the right after World War II. Um so it's obviously a very poor part of the country and racism is a big thing especially since she's blue but oh she's so sweet and they deal with you know coal mining issues and and poverty issues and she takes books she's basically a traveling librarian and she delivers book books to um different families and to a school and she helps people learn to read and it just Oh, my heart. It made my heart so happy. Oh, this sounds good. It was so good. I may have to read it, too. I strongly recommend it to anybody. And um, I also found it on my um, app that I use to listen to audiobooks. So when I couldn't actually read the book, I would listen to it on audiobook, which was, on one hand, really cool because I loved her accent, and it helped um, the narrator did a wonderful job with the the way she read the story and the different like I said the accents were amazing um but then it also got really confusing because I kept forgetting which chapter I finished on when I went back and forth because that happens um but I strongly recommend both the book and the audiobook they were amazing um the second book that I wanted to talk about is shake Chick- shake bleh bleh Chase Darkness With Me by Billy Jensen. So any true crime fans out there probably knows who Billy Jensen is. He is a crime reporter, has been for many years. He was um, very close to Michelle McNamara, who wrote I'll Be Gone in the Dark. He actually helped finish putting um, notes together after she passed so that they could get the book published. And he talks about in his book how he used, um, how he started using social media to help catch, um, like, help catch, um, like help solve cold cases and missing person cases and things like that. And it was just mind blowing. Like this man is so dedicated to what he does, and it was just so good. It was amazing. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was so good. And I know I'm probably you all probably think I cannot possibly love all of these books as much as I do because there's such a wide range of things that I read, but I'm telling you, they're amazing. I love them all. I wouldn't review one if I didn't like it. <laughs> read all the books. Read all the Read books. all the books. That's pretty much my motto in life. It's a good motto. What's well, a motto? I don't know what's the matter with you. Uh, <laughs> it's from The Lion King. I know. Okay. <laughs> You've seen that one. I
1: love The Lion King. Oh,
0: hang on. You're rubbing up against. Oh. Brody. Sorry, guys. That was loud. Sorry. Okay.
1: Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. I guess I'm ready. I mean, we're fifteen minutes into it. <laughs>
0: Shh. Okay. No one needs to know that. So, Yaya yeah, yeah, Part Two. Yeah yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: So so we last left you guys. Um, Nisi had given um, Sita some letters that she had kept from the nineteen from nineteen thirty nine that Vivi had written to her.
0: Can you imagine getting letters that your mom wrote to her friends when, when she, she was, was a like twelve? Yeah. That would be oh that would be amazing. That is so
1: cool. But these letters are pretty, um, significant because, um, so during that time, um, so all the Yaya's, except for Nisi, because her parents went not let her, um, they went with Ginger, who is... Who's, who's Ginger? That's, um... Ginger was basically their housekeeper. I know, but who's...
0: Oh. There were was no. There teensies? No. No. Ginger was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> bourbon. Oh, bourbon. <laughs> it was bourbon, bourbon. bubbles. <laughs> um, no. Ginger was buggy's mothers oh yeah okay yeah like so housemaid. Vivi's house mate. Right. help Vivie's grandmother's right right
1: okay so ginger was chaperoning um the girls to atlanta to see gone with the wind it was like premiering
0: yes it was the big premiere
1: <laughs> crazy i've never seen it i haven't either interesting Okay, so they ride the train to get there. Oh, and so so Vivi is writing these letters back to Nisi because Nisi couldn't come. So they're riding the train, and they stay um, with Teensy's aunt in Atlanta. And um, Teensy's aunt is very rich and very proper and very old-fashioned.
0: They live in the Coca-Cola Palace. Yes. So her husband works for Coca-Cola... And it's, in some of it's high, 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 heyday. It's heyday. And, um, so that's why they have so much money, because of Coca-Cola. Right. Yeah. And, um, but like
1: I said, they're very uppity, and they make Ginger wear a maid uniform, which she's, like, not happy about. And they treat Ginger
0: pretty horribly the whole time. Well, it's it goes to show a lot of the difference between like to the yayas and their family. Yes, she is the help, but she's family. Right. As opposed to her aunt and uncle and cousin who treat them just like property kind of stuff. Right. Right. It's awful. It's disrespectful. Um
1: so but the girls are pretty oblivious to this because they're still young. I mean, for the most part, they are anyway.
0: Yeah, at, especially I mean, at s- first, they're like, "Why are you wearing those funny clothes?" And,
1: right. And why are you so uncomfortable? And right. why are you snapping at us? Like,
0: well, and it like it really started on the train ride because she wasn't even allowed to ride with them. Right. She had to ride in the. This is really hard to talk about because I hate using these this language, but that's how they put it in the book. She had to ride in the colored car. Yeah. And she was... uh, Georgia. Ginger was really upset because she's supposed to be chaperoning the girls and she's literally not allowed to. Yeah. And, you know, the girls, on one hand, are excited to be unchaperoned, but they also, like, don't really understand the significance of it. Right. They don't. And then it just gets that much worse the closer... To Atlanta, they get. Right. And, um,
1: but the girls, otherwise, are having a wonderful time, because they're getting pampered, they get to wear these beautiful dresses, and go to, like, these, like, parties, like, premiere parties. Premier parties. Have you
0: ever wanted to wear an antebellum dress with the hoop skirts and the parasol? just to see what it would feel like. I used to when I was younger, everyone would be like, shwoosh. Swish swish, (laughs) and then I saw the King and I, and I didn't want to wear them anymore. Oh, have you ever seen the King and I? No. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So they go, (laughs) Um, so it's set in Siam, right? Okay. And in Siam, they used to wear like sarongs and things like that. Well, they decide to have a um, a fancy dinner, I think it is, and they get all hoop skirts for the girls. Well, when the King of Siam comes in. Everybody is supposed to bow, and they, like, get down on the ground to bow. And the girls do, and their hoop skirts come over, <laughs> the out, and they're not wearing anything under. <laughs> uh, so that, that stopped me wanting to wear hoop skirts.
1: <laughs> I've always wondered, like, how you sit in them. Like,
0: in, like, Very your... carefully. Yeah. Well, the, the tape that you use, it's not, like, hula hoops under there, which is what I used to think it was. Yeah. Um, it's, like... It's almost like corset boning, so it bends, so you can oh. still, like, sit, and it reforms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so... Don't ask me how I know all that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, so, um, you know, they're having a great time and through all this these festivities and whatnot, and um, they're getting closer to the end of their trip, and one morning, over breakfast, um, Teensy's cousin says some little cousin, says something uh, super rude to Ginger, and it's just kind of the tipping point of, of the way they're treating her. And the girls, uh, they defend her. And Vivi throws a plate at him. And a plate of
0: grits at his e- face.
1: Yes. And the aunt, she gets super mad. And she tells them, you know, they're no longer welcome. And she calls them little hussies. And Teensy says, uh, just this is like the best part. Because Teensy says, we're, we're not, not hussies, hussies we're not. basically the and same in the thing. Movie, yeah. <laughs> and in the movie it was great because, like, when they say that, they get up and they all start running around like, yeah, we are you guys. That's <laughs> so cute. Um, so then it cuts, that was just, like, the shortened version of that whole trip because that does go on for forever. But um, so then it cuts back to Sita. Uh, she's going out for a walk, and she goes to a store, and she happens to find a copy of Gone with the Wind. So she buys it, and she takes it home, and she, like, like thoroughly combs through it. Like,
0: rewatches it for hours and hours. And I think that's so funny, the difference between the way that Vivi watched it. Yes. And the way that Sita is watching it. So Viva, Vivi, Vivi, <laughs> Vivi is watching it, like, what's the word that I'm looking she, she is watching it because she wants that kind of drama in her life. Right. And she is comparing everyone she knows to the characters, and she wants to be Scarlett O'Hara. And she is looking at it in this um. craving... What is the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. Like a romanticized way? Like, Well, I mean, it's everything in Vivi's life is romanticized. Right. Um almost a coveting way like that's she wants that life so bad and it strikes me funny because Sita, when she watches it she's watching it with the director's eye because that's what she does and right. so she's she goes back and she watches up to like she watches the good parts and then some parts she re-watches over and over and over again and sometimes she'll watch you know, through certain scenes and then go back to before those scenes to see the little nuanced things. Yeah, that just she totally missed. dissecting it. Yes. And it just struck me as very interesting the difference how, between mom and daughter. Right. The difference between the
1: personalities, like oh, so opposite, yeah. is interesting. But she's like watching it over and over and like trying to imagine how Vivi would have related to it the first time she saw it in her day and age and how it reflected in her own life. And um, and then she reflects more on, like, you know, how close Vivi and Ginger were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah.
0: Sorry, that's making weird noises again. Oh. <laughs> the bubbles. I'm trying not to say much because <laughs> I don't want to make weird squeakies in the...
1: <laughs> They'll understand.
0: Why not?
1: I understand.
0: <laughs> that's because you love me.
1: I do. So... So the next day, um, Sita is surprised by a visit from her two friends, Wade and May. Um, so they just show up and because they're worried about her postponing the wedding. But um, Sita doesn't really want to talk about it. So instead, they talk about the scrapbook. They start flipping through it. And s- they... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can, They start flipping through it. And then you... Psh- psh the page, like, you're flipping through a scrapbook. Oh, that was we're, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we're, d- we're doing audio props now. Yes sound effects. I got <laughs> That's that. That's the right word. <laughs> audio props. Fuck.
1: I thought you were like serious but that was like a term that I've never heard before. I was like okay.
0: <laughs> audio Bourbon. props. Bourbon. <laughs> Speaking of those audio props. Wait my glass isn't tinkling. You're um, out of ice. It's melting.
1: I have a spoon I have a spoon there we go <laughs> yay <laughs> so um, they flip open the book and they find a little piece of something in there and instead it tells them the story about how the yaya's had crashed the cotillion for their kids um so, basically, the yagas weren't allowed to chaperone because they would always serve the kids alcohol. <laughs> That'd be us. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, you know, the committee or whatever were like, um, you're not allowed anymore. And so, they ended up crashing it. Like, that night they just showed up just to piss off the committee because they they hated people that were, like, uppity like right? that. And, like, thought they can tell you what to do. So that's down just the a, Yeah so that's just like a small tidbit Of like the kind of people they are You know yes. like Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do Right like We can just, do it better
0: even while we're drunk
1: The famous troublemakers <laughs> um, Hi, So they're continuing to flip through the book And they find a picture of Vivi and Teensy's brother Jack And he's playing the fiddle And she's sitting down and smiling And looking at him And they look like they're in love and so her friends are like, "Oh, so is that your your dad?" And Sid is like,
0: mm, "That's, not my, that's daddy. not my dad. That's not my dad. That's not my daddy.
1: No." But like they're clearly like in love in this picture,
0: like true soulmates. Like yes,
1: yes, like you can just you can feel it.
0: Like you could only be in the nineteen forties,
1: right? Now I don't even know. I'm not even sure if. Sita knows the full story about She doesn't. She doesn't? No. So she's not even sure what's happening in this picture or who this guy is, right? Right. Okay.
0: She just knows that it's not her dad but obviously her mom loved this man.
1: Right, right. So, um, so her friends leave and when they leave they're they're just telling her that she hopes she doesn't throw away what she has with Connor because they just want her to see her happy and they know that she'll be happy with him. So just being good friends.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. And um then Sita finds a page in the scrapbook torn from a book and it's Miss Alma's Academy of Charm and Beauty, lesson four, do not cry. And she's reminded of when she first met an old family friend whose name is Lizzie.
0: Hold on, real quick, can you imagine like going through your life thinking it's not okay to cry? Yeah, like how emotionally stunning that is. Yeah, like just because it's not, quote unquote, proper. Right. But that's not healthy. And I can totally understand, like, even being you know, don't let others see you cry. But when you tell yourself you're not allowed to cry, oh, it's that. That just breaks my heart. Yeah. It Makes me wanna cry. <laughs> I will cry all the tears for you. That's healthy,
1: though. You need to be in touch with your feelings. Touch.
0: Touch. Touch.
1: Touch. touch, those, touch. Aren't, those aren't feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going for your heart. <laughs> but,
0: okay. I don't know okay. about those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel with those? <laughs> that reminds me. I saw a thing that said, um, my love for you is... Or, I love you. I think it's something like, my love for you is as big as my butt. I would have said heart, but let's be honest, my butt's bigger. <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um,
1: Lizzie, so when Sita was a kid... Um, Vivi wasn't doing so well because she had just came home after going away. Right. Okay, so she had just come home and she was, like, starting to get better, but she'd have bad days.
0: and Which is expected. Right, in right. Situation.
1: But this was still early on, so she was having a lot of bad days. Yeah. So, um, Viv- um Sita was really, like, kind of taking care of the house and stuff and really kind of stepping in and like, taking care of her mom, and, um, and, like, Vivi would hardly leave her bed during the day, and so one day, a sales lady stops by, and Viv uh, Sita doesn't really know what to do, so she's, like, tells Vivi about it, she said, there's this lady here selling makeup, and Vivi's like, you know what, invite her in, so she comes inside, and she goes, um, the lady tries to go to do her, her sales pitch, and she doesn't do very well. She, like, stumbles on her words or something, and then all of a sudden she starts crying. And so Vivi's like, okay, honey, sit down. Would you like some, some cookies? Would you like something to drink? Right. Like, let
0: mama take care of yeah, you. Yeah,
1: what's wrong? What's up? And and the lady's like, oh, well, you know, her, her husband passed away, and she's struggling financially. Like, she can't really make ends meet, and she's got kids and she's taking this job to try to get, you know, get on her feet
0: and it's like one of those, um, she's selling Mary Kay basically. Yeah. Like it's before Mary Kay, but, but that's the idea. She's going house to house and she's supposed to be, um, selling the makeup to the, the ladies of the house. Right. Um. But what really gets me is how sad is it that that is one of the only jobs that she is even allowed to do. Right. that she could The only one she could find. Yeah, like this is a time when women didn't work outside the house if they could help it, especially in the South. Yeah. And she's going, she goes door to door while she's heartbroken and stressed and she's trying to sell makeup to make women feel better when she's dying inside and it's so sad and I I love how she kind of pulls Vivi out of Vivi's depression and doesn't even like she doesn't even know she's doing it right and um it kind of I
1: don't I don't even know Vivi like it gave her something to
0: pull her out of her own head I guess but it's really sad that her kids weren't enough. I know. Like, she needed somebody to take care of to pull her out of her head, but her kids weren't enough. Her kids weren't the right thing.
1: Well, I think it's more or less because her kids, you know,
0: a lot aren't of the guilt. And right. depression was because of her kids. Right. Exactly. Because of what happened with her kids. not.
1: But, like, she saw another woman, you know, her age who was also struggling. Right. And that was something she could relate to. She couldn't necessarily relate to her kids because they're kids.
0: Right. You know, they need her help because they're kids. Right. And that's one big thing, especially if you're struggling with depression and things like that, is to go and help other people. Yeah. Granted, that's not, like, the cure-all for it. But that's one thing to do that will help in that situation.
1: Yeah, but I think that was the big thing was that she felt like she could relate to this woman and, you know, like, um, you know, I'm not the only one in the world who suffers, you know. (sighs) I could see that. And, um, I can help this lady, you know. And so what she does is she ends up buying her mascara. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um and she starts to, she, she recommends her to other people and the more she get better and then she more, she, you know, get out and she talk to people and be like, hey, you know, you should get this lady's makeup. It's great. And she recommended her so much and like everyone, she became so popular that she ended up being a successful uh, sales lady.
0: Right. All because
1: of Vivi. Vivi. believed in her. and Yeah.
0: And pushed her and helped her and... Again, that goes back to Vivi's whole point with the yayas is you don't leave your girls hanging. Yeah, and I
1: think one line that was important was when um, any time someone would kind of, like, make, crack a joke about Lizzie, uh, Vivi would be like, um, don't, don't tease that poor woman. She is making something of herself.
0: Yeah, like...
1: <clears throat> like, she's actually getting out there and trying hard to you know make her life better for her and her kids even though she's hurting inside you know and I think that was inspiring to Vivi.
0: Oh I never really like I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. I was seeing how it was like inspiring to me that Lizzie was going out and and Right, but I think Working it was, hard, but I, right. I never thought about how it would be inspiring to Vivi. Right, because at that time, Vivi
1: was like basically wallowing in self pity. Right. But she sees this woman who's also struggling, but she's getting out there and making something of herself. That's and I a good think point. it kind of encouraged Vivi to push herself as well. Right.
0: Plus, a good face of makeup always makes you feel better. Yeah. Makes you feel pretty. I almost said a good pile of makeup. You don't want to pile it on. No, don't do that. <laughs> but a light dusting makes you feel pretty. Enhance your natural beauty. glowing beauty. We <laughs> could be makeup salespeople.
1: <coughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I joked. Uh-huh. Shut up. (laughs) I didn't say anything. You gave me eyes.
0: (laughs) Eyes. (laughs) Oops.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, um, then later Sida finds another article, an article, and it says, Daughters of Prominent Citizens Arrested for Disorderly Conduct. And she just wishes she knew the full story. So
0: this is one of my favorite stories in the whole book.
1: It's very heart... It's like, it's just... It's good. It's funny, but it's also like, there's meaning behind it. Like It's, so. it's
0: funny, but it's... I can't... My brain is slushy. My brain is branch water right now. <laughs> um, it's heart... It's very heartfelt. You know? And heartwarming. Okay, but so let's...
1: So, so, in 1942, okay, so Jack and Vivi, they are dating. So, Jack is Teensy's brother. Yes. And they're in love. And he is one good-looking fellow. Oof. Yeah, he is. <gasps> oh, oh, my. Mm. Yeah. So, there <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Fan yourself. Mm. Calm down. <laughs> so... Jack and Vivi are dating, and, like, it's pretty serious. You know, they're obviously in love. Like, they're obviously meant for each other. And and everybody loves the two of them together. Yes. Like, they're clearly perfect for each other. Right. So, um, Jack has decided he's going to join the Army to impress his dad because his dad is, like, a huge patriot, you know. He thinks it's important to do your duty and right protect the country. And Jack wants to impress his dad, you know. So he decides to join the army. And um, <clears throat> so Vivi's not okay with it, obviously, because well, like, I mean, it's dangerous. And, there's a war going on. Right. Like, you know, he might not make it back, you know, so she's, and he's going to go away. And he so, wants to be a pilot, which is very scary dangerous. all in, a, in and of itself. Very dangerous. Right. So he says, so they're talking about it, and um, he asks Vivi if she would marry him when he gets back. And she says she would, and that kind of, I guess, helps make it better, <laughs> because it, it's a promise that he'll come back, you know, is what he's trying to
0: get at. Right. So, so, anyway, the girls are sitting around talking about it one night. Right. Having their yaya sleepover, which I love that, like, I love the fact that they are teenagers and they, like, or young adults, I, I can't remember exactly how old they are at this point but they still have sleepovers and they still well, yeah. get all together and people just don't do that so much when they're older and I know that's one I of the things get... I love about you is you come have a seat, spend well, yeah. the night with me people people
1: people forget like when they get older and they you know they have like oh well I've got work to do and I've got responsibilities like don't take life so seriously man like really? make time for your bestie you know have have a sleepover. You're never too old to have a sleepover. Right. Like, unwind. So, anyway, so they're all talking and, like, about all this stuff going on and gossiping and whatnot. And it's a hot summer night, man. It is a hot Louisiana summer night. So,
0: it is humid and sp- Sticky.
1: Yes. And they decide, you know what, let's go for a drive and, like, catch some air. We're going to go make our own wind. (laughs) Yes, basically. So they go out, and they go for a drive, and they end up stopping at the water tower, and they just decide to climb it. So they get to the top of the water tower, and then they decide to open it. So then they strip naked and jump in to go for a swim. But... It's not, like, splashing around and, like, goofing off, kind of swimming around. Right. It's, like, it's magical. Like, it's very almost sanctimonious. Like, the way that they're, they kind of all, like, slowly get in and they, like, all start floating on their backs and, like, looking at the sky. And they all start to cry together. And it's just a very beautiful moment that they're having. And they're also so fucking thankful that they're cool now. That, too. (laughs) It's cool and refreshing, and it's like just beautiful, and they're all thinking about, you know, their life, and it's just, and it's just, it's a beautiful moment. That it they're is a having. Really beautiful moment. Until? So, until a police officer is driving by and happens to notice it's the car and clothes next <laughs> yeah. to the water tower. Just a car and clothes. So he investigates, and he finds the girls. And he's like, I imagine him like shielding his eyes and being like,
0: "Get out of there right now, (laughs) ladies!
1: Please please get dressed, exit
0: the water tower, and (laughs) put put your your clothes clothes back on on. now."
1: (laughs) So he he takes them all into custody, and uh, their parents get there, get to the station, and they're so like furious with them that they're they're just like, you know, what? Go ahead and book them, teach them a lesson, but leave them there. Love it. They're They're like, like. We've got a record now. <laughs> they get such a thrill out of it. They're like, hell yeah, we're bad girls. Like, like amazing. Would you like to take my
0: fingerprints, officer? <laughs> right? <laughs> and that poor officer is probably like, no, 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 I've seen enough. I mean, no, we don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen
1: enough. <laughs> amazing. I wish I was that cool when I was a teenager.
0: What, to go skinny dipping? In a water tower! Well, I mean, it's different than it is now. I know, but like, how cool. That is pretty cool. Like, that's badass. Have you ever seen Petticoat Junction? Uh-uh. Like, that's where they go swimming, is in, like, all the time, is in the water in tower. In the water tower? In oh the water tower. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> that's badass. <laughs> so. So. finds an invitation in the scrapbook for a dance that Vivi's father had thrown for her for her 16th birthday. Oh,
0: so that means... Never mind, it's not chronological. Never mind. Yeah. I was gonna be like, that means these girls were 15 when they were naked. (laughs) No, it does jump around. (laughs) I had to dumb for a moment.
1: (laughs) That's okay. So, it was 1942... And Vivi's father threw her party, even though her mother um, did not think it was proper to throw such a lavish party for a 16-year-old girl.
0: That's because Buggy didn't think anything to do with Vivi was appropriate.
1: So, the thing with Buggy was that I think she was... They say that she was jealous of Vivi. I'm guessing because of her beauty? Or because she was free enough to...
0: I don't don't know. know. I don't know. So this is part of where I would really like to know more of Buggy's life story. Um, Because Buggy is super pious. She's like her whole life is dedicated to the church and worshipping the Virgin Mary mostly. To Mm -hmm. be honest. But she gets it in her head that Vivi is, basically everything to do, like, everything about Vivi is wrong. Yeah. She's loud and carefree and happy all the time. Which I
1: don't understand why she doesn't raise her to be
0: religious if it bothers her that much. She probably tried, because remember we talked last time about the, like, the Virgin Mary statue. Yeah, yeah. I think between the Yayas and her dad, she just didn't. Didn't. And her own right. personality. Right. She just didn't. Yeah. Cuz she does carry some of that into her adult life. Right? Cuz she goes to the priest when she has problems and
1: and she prays. Right. That's true. But she doesn't take it as far as Buggy ever did. No. And but they often say the words they, they specifically say that Buggy was jealous of Vivi. I think...
0: Uh, okay, so I'm not a trained psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist or whatever you want to call it. but And I don't know all of Buggy's past, but I think that... Oh my god, I just bit my tongue. Mm. Sorry. I think that Buggy... I think there was some abuse... I'm almost positive there was abuse in Buggy's past. Yeah. And that caused her to be very withdrawn and very isolated emotionally. And so what she was probably jealous of was the fact that Vivi was not isolated emotionally. That she was so carefree. Right. Vivi could form those bonds and those connections that I don't think Buggy could. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so
1: the father obviously, um, he does not feel the same way that Buggy does about... Not, a, not at all. He's not a religious man. He So he and decides... Vivi is his little princess. Right. So he's going to throw this party. And it's it's a wonderful party. Everyone has a great time. And he gives her a diamond ring as her birthday present. And Buggy really doesn't like that. Not at all. And she says, like, oh, that's not an appropriate gift for a little girl. And he's like, well, my little girl is growing up.
0: She's becoming a woman. It's not an appropriate gift for a little girl. However, that is a woman. And I can kind of see Buggy's point a little bit. The way the dad said it was a little bit creepy. However. Right. Buggy then turned. Does she do that at the party yeah okay so they're in front of everybody buggy goes up to Vivi and says whatever you did to your father to deserve to make him give you that ring is a mortal sin insinuating that she did something inappropriate with her dad right to make him give her that what right what kind of mother talks see that's about her why that way
1: right that's why when it comes to like the her being jealous I Kind of thought that maybe it meant because of her looks, because she was so, not sexual, but you know, like, she was more womanly, I guess? More feminine? Maybe, but I think... So she was afraid that she was almost seducing, like...
0: I don't know, because it she could also mean that just her outgoing openness was vulgar and seductive. right. Right. I mean, and she was arrested for being naked in a. I mean that's true, but it <laughs> not has yet. Things to point, do with but... her father. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Well, and she probably had a much closer relationship to her father than she did with Buggy, and probably, and so it was a lot of things built one on top of the other. It was very complicated, but um, but I don't think it was just a matter of. Jealous of her looks. I think it went yeah. deeper than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because at one point it feels like Buggy, like, hates Vivi to her very core. And it's just, it's to the point where everything about Vivi is a sin. Yeah, like everything. About everything about her is wrong. She woke up this morning and she needs to go pray forgiveness for it. That's so sad.
1: Yep. So... <laughs> so after the party, um the yayas are all sitting in the room in in, in vivi's room and they're just discussing everything that happened. and, and looking just, at the
0: ring. Yeah, oh, and just aunt. gossiping. <laughs> oh, did you
1: see the way Jack looked tonight? Like, oh.
0: No <laughs> <laughs> man likes okay.
1: <laughs> and um all of a sudden Buggy um comes in the room and she she takes the ring from uh from Vivi. She takes it she whips it off her hand. Yeah she's like you shouldn't have this you know this is this is bad and and she leaves and Vivi's like tells her friends like I swear I didn't do anything wrong. My dad just gave me that ring for my birthday. Yeah. I swear I didn't do anything and then a few moments later her dad roughly pushes Buggy into the room and makes her give the ring back to Vivi and it's like, give her that ring. And she, like, roughly makes her, her give it to her. Right. And he, like, slaps her and, like, calls her names and, and the stuff. Whole situation and is it's bad. like, it's pretty bad. So, um, it, it was pretty bad. And then they leave the room, and Vivi is just crying. She's, you know, confused and traumatized. and well, yeah. Yeah. And the other yayas just they just hold her while she cries. So, um, her family life is rough. Rough.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like I can't I, I think about that and all I can think about is like for your own mother to hate you that much. How that has to feel. Yeah. And then it almost seems like her father hates her mother at this point. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And, of course, there's struggles in her life from it. Right. Why wouldn't there be at this point? Right, it's, it's
1: unstable. Right. She's not getting the love and attention that she deserves from either parent.
0: Right. Because there's just such tension in the household. And she's probably getting too much love, not too much love and attention, but an excess from her dad, him trying to make up for the lack of love from her mom. Right, right. Which then is causing her mom to hate her more. Right. It's just this vicious cycle. Yeah. So,
1: that eventually does build up into um, another part of the story. Um, So, a few weeks later, Buggy decides that she wants to send Vivi to a Catholic boarding school because she needs help because she's so sinful and she needs to go stay with the nuns. And the nuns will fix her. Right. So, um, Vivi obviously doesn't want to go, so she goes to her dad to try to get... Um, him (laughs) to sorry that was strong (laughs) (laughs) so she goes to her dad to try to get him to be like to stop it and he almost doesn't seem to care like he's like you can handle it it's fine you'll be fine you can go
0: you're a strong girl you can
1: it'll be fine which I don't understand why he's like that like why he just kind of lets it happen
0: He's probably been fighting with Buggy about it for weeks and finally gave in because he was tired of her nagging him about it. I guess. But
1: it's sad that he just kind of gave up, you know?
0: Well, I mean, it's not like he was there very often. He still traveled a lot for work. That's true. So... So, at the end of the day, Buggy really had more of a say-so. Right. He probably didn't really care. Yeah. Except that Vivi wouldn't like it.
1: So... She does go to the boarding school, and that morning, Buggy makes her leave a lot earlier than she was supposed to, so she doesn't get to say goodbye to the yayas.
0: Like, the yayas and Jack were planning on taking her to the
1: train. To the train, and, and like, having this big They were going to have goodbye. this big, right, this whole thing, but Vic, Vic, Buggy's like, no, we're going earlier, we're going the, the the train from this morning instead, and... So and she they don't even wake up her dad to say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, no, it's just she almost like sneaks her out of the
0: house basically.
1: Early. And she's like, "But what about, you know, like why don't I get to say goodbye to, to father?" And she's like, "You have exhausted your father. He's not going to wake up. You know, leave him, you know, leave him be. He's going to just stay asleep and right. we're just
0: going to go." And we don't talk about him much, but Vivi's brother is the one who has to drive them and he's seeing what their mother is doing to Vivi and how hurt it is on her and he even tries to you know make it a little bit better
1: right he even kind of stands up to their mom a little bit and being like you know like hey mom lay off of my sister right like, leave her alone and because like the whole ride there Vivi's I mean Buggy's like like all happy and like singing and like like, seems like she's on cloud nine. Right. And it's just, like, a sad occasion, you know? Like, they're sending Vivi away.
0: You're not supposed to be happy <laughs> about that, damn it.
1: No. Not that, Abby. Right. And, um... So... So, she gets on the train, and she goes... Goes to the boarding school, and everyone there is mean to her. Like, including the nuns. They're all just... Uh, It feels like a prison, basically, so she becomes real depressed. Mm -hmm. Nobody's nice to her. No one will even so much as smile at her. She goes, like, days without eating. Yeah, she just, she's, because she's so depressed, she doesn't, she can't even make herself eat. And so she gets really sick, and it's really bad, and she gets sent to the nurse, and she meets, she's been there for a while, like, like a few months, I think.
0: Oh, I thought it was weeks. But anyway, she's was been there weeks? for a
1: while. She was there for a while. And no one is, like, nice to her at all. So then she, she goes to the nurse and she meets Sister Salone. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's how I said it. Okay. She meets Sister Salone And Sister Salone is actually nice to her. Like, she's actually she's smiling nice. at her and, like, actually talking to her like a... A, like a person. Like a people? Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was so sad to me. Like, one of the first things that she says about Sister Salon was that she smiled at her. And that was the first smile she's seen since she got there.
0: Can you imagine how miserable that had to be for everybody? That's horrible. Yeah. Like, why? There's no reason for that. And you know, Buggy probably told them that she was all kinds of right. heathen and so that's and... So
1: they all had this, like, prejudice about her yeah. you know because they're all like oh well she's a horrible person and like so we shouldn't like her and but it's like all the other girls there weren't Wouldn't they be sent there because they were being you know naughty as well
0: like <laughs> naughty naughty that's what <laughs> yeah, happens not necessarily. Right? some girls may have just wanted to go like oh i know right I don't they don't like know. those plaid skirts <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't think they wore those plaid skirts back then. <laughs> I actually had
1: to wear plaid skirts because I went to a private school.
0: That's funny. Oh man. I was cute in it though. I bet you were. <laughs> I bet you were cute, never mind.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> so um, so the nurse, you know she well she nurses her back to health <laughs> as nurses tend to do <laughs> as as they want. yes. And, um, so then she, you know, she gets better, so she does have to send her back to her classes. And, um, so one night, um, Vivi wakes up, and her bed is on fire. And,
0: didn't she have a dress at the end of the bed?
1: Yeah, and it was her party dress. Yeah. And it didn't fit her anymore, because she had lost so much weight, because she wasn't eating. Right. But, um, all her stuff, anything... Pretty much everything she, that she had brought from home is all gone now. Right. And it was all set on fire.
0: And she's not even allowed to write letters to her friends.
1: No. So she's totally isolated, pretty much. And, like, nobody... And, like, her friends do continue to try to write letters to her, but they don't all get to her. Right. So... Um, she makes it out of the bed safely... And I, they never really clarified. Like, did somebody sneak in and set her bed on fire, or oh, was of there course. like an accident? Like, no, somebody set it somebody on fire. did it on purpose. Yeah. So, and she's freaking out. Obviously, I mean, she she could have burned to death. You know, she could have died. Like, it was it was pretty scary. So she's freaking out, and the nun is like, "Child, get a hold of yourself." And it's right? like super rude hysterical like, slaps her across the face and is like you know calm down what is wrong with you and sister sloan comes in and and she's like um you need to take her away from here she's this child is seriously disturbed and sister sloan's like well fucking obviously like she almost died like somebody tried to set her on fire like are you serious right now so um sister sloan talks to vivi about she's like all right you know what who who can i call from home like. Right. Because clearly, you know, we need we need to get in touch with. Somebody, somebody from home. Yes, somebody needs somebody. to know what's going on. Yes. So, Vivi says to call Teensy's mom, Genevieve. Because she knows better than to tell her to call her mom. Right. But you would be like, oh, she's miserable? <laughs> Yay! Right. Sick. So, she tells her to call Genevieve. So, Teensy and Genevieve end up coming over the next day and they're they're like um vivi you're coming home with us like especially when they see her and they see how how thin Thin she's gotten and how sickly she looks and they're like what what's going on here why does she look like this what's going on and the nuns are basically like oh well you know she just won't eat right she's just being Willful. Right. We you know, she's just bad and she's just an awful child and they're like, No, she's not. What are you what are you fucking doing to her? She's miserable. You're you're like you're abusing this child. Right. So they're like, Okay, no, she's coming home with us and the nuns try to stop you can't take her, you know, and and Genevieve's like, Oh to hell I can't fucking watch you (laughs) So they literally just leave. They literally just get in the car and roll out of there. And she says something like, um, Genevieve's like, let me tell you something. Like, God doesn't like ugly or yeah. whatever. What they're doing is
0: not, you know, that's not God. Yeah, it was really, like, important for for Vivi to hear right then. Cause right.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was, it was. It was a liberating moment when they right. take her away from that horrible situation. Right.
0: And they're like, mm, girl, God don't like ugly. That's not the way it is, honey. <laughs> That's not
1: how it goes. So then they take her home and i, I they never say what Buggy's reaction was to it. Yeah, but she just... doesn't, but she never sends her back or anything. So like they just take her back home and, and you know, life just kind of goes back to normal. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. So, and that's—I mean—that's kind of crazy, but again, like,
0: she was back with her yayas. What more do we need to know?
1: Right. I mean, that's all that really matters. Right. You know, she was back at at her. You know, back her where life she again. Exactly.
0: So. Is that where we're gonna leave off today? I think so. Okay. It's about that time. Yeah, we've been at it for an hour. Yeah, that's that's a perfect spot, actually. I think so too. Yeah. So as you can imagine guys we'll be back for a part three yes we're trying we actually cut a lot out of that one (laughs) there was so much more we could have talked about
1: i know but that's still just the part two like
0: but we can we can wrap it up in one more part
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah we'll finish it it's just it's just because this book is there's a lot to it it's it's, it's very substantial you right, know it's, it's there's just... because it's not just a story it's a lifetime written in this one book and it's like oh, how do you sum up a lifetime
0: it's almost two lifetimes yeah sum- really in one book. really so it's a lot to go through and a lot to talk about i promise next book we pick will not be this dense we'll pick a light-hearted happy fun one right
1: but this one was still good though i oh, don't yeah no i absolutely i'm glad we did it because oh, it's, it's totally so worth it it's worth three episodes and
0: it's worth the read guys please go read it it's amazing
1: yes easily one of my favorites yay yes
0: so um, yeah so i guess that's it make sure you follow us on the social media booklet podcast at um on Facebook and Instagram, bookletpodcast at bookletpodcast.gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, guys, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. That helps us. That helps other people find us. Um, if you give us a review, we will read it on the air so you'll get a little shout out. We can't really do a lot of things that we want to do like a patreon and and merch and things like that until we have more reviewers and more subscribers and we just really need those uh to kind of move forward so let other people know what you think about us tell your family tell your friends tell your enemies we don't care who listens to us just as long as you listen right anything else holly think that's it I think that's it too Foss is getting very annoying at the moment he wants snuggles so I guess we're gonna say have a good night happy reading happy reading bye, bye. bye.